Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 80, season 4, episode 22, entitled I Do Do, uh, originally airing May 20th, 2010, and is the season finale of season 4. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Jack finally makes a decision about whether to choose Nancy or Avery, and then he makes another one. As the characters bounce between the three weddings of the day, after Liz stalls so Jack can win Nancy over in the church, while running an errand for Wesley between those ceremonies, she bumps into an airline pilot who is a big fan of TGS. Meanwhile, the Cable Town execs are in town to do their official tour of the 30 Rock building, but Kenneth is up for a promotion to go to LA, which he doesn't want to do, so he tries to sabotage. Yes. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll hit all the bits okay. uh, in between. But yeah, so. Well, I guess there's... And then... Uh, oh, no, we forgot the subplot. Genesee's another side of Paul and has to make her own decision about which person to choose. Which impersonation to choose? Well, I guess he has to make the choice, right? Of which well, she does too, though, because... Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's... It's it's a fun subversion of the seeing other people yeah. or cheating on someone or whatever. Like, I think... And that, that's what their whole relationship is. It's, it's a lot of subverting the normal tropes and the normal ideas of what would be considered bizarre. Like, there's a later episode in season five, I think, where I think it's Paul's job... No, I'm sorry. Liz, uh, Jenna is trying to get uh, an endorsement from this, like, very wholesome uh, family company. And so she has to ask Paul to tone down their relationship. But it's like they they still are subverting all of those like normal tropes because it's just it's a lot of fun. But we'll get there. But yeah, this is uh, I think I enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed last week's episode. But again, I still think of them as one episode. But they are entirely different because like this, the last one was all building up to the weddings, and this is like yeah, the weddings are there. But aside from the cold open, you don't see much of the wedding because you see Liz still continuing her bannering bantering from the end of last episode and then all we see is like the reception of Cerise. Well not even the, the not the, like the pre it looked like the pre-ceremony. It, the, it looked like the pre-ceremony and then after you learn about Avery's news then it looks like the recep- the the wedding has already happened now they're all into the reception and then at the very end we get the I guess the Grizz uh, and, and fiance uh, dinner reception, yeah, reception. but it's like yeah so we only see like one wedding-ish and then the rest we just sort of built which that's well, not even that really, wasn't the yeah. big that wasn't the big build of the episode anyway yeah. but it's like uh, I mean it's, it's, a, it's a busy episode like jumping like I, they could have cut the Kenneth stuff because I know it comes back in next season of him uh, trying to ghost help everybody around um, around 30 Rock while also having another job but um, I think they could have cut that storyline because it just takes away and it's just i don't know it's it's kind of forgettable like his whole speech at the end and again is like subverting the normal i quit or i'm leaving and this is what i think of all of you things and it's just like i don't know it's it's kind of toothless it just doesn't have a good sting on it it's just like oh he's still despite being drunk and upset of losing his dream job he still can't really tell people 
what they need to hear. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just subverting the trope of someone crashes the wedding and right. gives like an angry speech. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fine, but I don't know. I could go without it. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's Kenneth's character. He's, he's just like the cute goofball. Um, but I mean, it's 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 it is continuing the Cable yeah. Town stuff too. Yeah. Well, but one name though you'll notice we didn't say it all was Tracy. I, I don't think we mentioned because he gets a couple lines around Kenneth's storyline and yeah. pops up at Grizz's wedding at the end. But well, I mean, I guess he he's the, have a lot to do. He's the uh, caveat for Kenneth because he's the one that tells right. him to do his bad. Last well, I said, he only has a couple lines that yeah. pertain to. Yeah, he's just kind of in the background for most of it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Any other thoughts on? Well, I mean, we'll get to it. There's a there's a big star, <sighs> Damon, playing Carol Burnett in the uh, show. I think he only runs through season five. I don't think he. Yeah, yeah. By the end of season five, they've broken up. Spoilers. <gasps> um, yeah, like they're going to keep Matt Damon around for more than a few episodes. Um, which it's, it's a weird part of his career. I don't know. It's always that weird thing when you see a big movie star doing tv at this time it was still like oh man is their career you know i mean it's it's lessened a lot because now it seems like tv is the big thing yeah. you do like movie like they're on the same level of movies and, and tv are about equal now yeah well i guess 2010 was right before streaming ushered in like the limited series and like big quote-unquote movie starting to be but yeah. i feel like it's nice with julianne moore i think 30 rock kind of had the cachet that yeah that she it, it was well liked and acclaimed etc enough that you know obviously we have we have big name celebrities doing yeah. guest arts so yeah yeah I mean I guess like Simon Hayek was last season mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Banks is in this season too but I mean Elizabeth Banks at this time wasn't yeah I, she wasn't super hot I wouldn't say but, she's quite as as yeah, know, well at, at this time yeah. you know quite but, as yeah. whatever is as Simon Hayek or, yeah, or Matt Damon or, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. Any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. Hop in. All right. The cold open is basically going to just set up uh, all of our storylines. Uh, we'll get the Nancy and Jack storyline. We'll get the Liz. Um, well, we're, we're basically, we're picking right up off of where last episode ends. We're still at Floyd's wedding. Um, so we will hop into it. Previously on 30 Rock. So you're... In three weddings on the same day, yeah. Fate is telling us we're each other's settling soulmates. I've been seeing someone else and I think I'm in love with both of you. Jack wants me to stall? So actually, before we really hop in past the beginning intro, you, I, I, when we were watching this before, you said something about like there's an end sequence that you, you were saying was like referencing romantic comedies, but I don't think so. I think it's referencing 90s soaps like 90210 and that sort of thing because... The beginning previously on Third Rock was a very was like mock dramatic like that's pre- yeah. you know and I mean that's a that's a big thing you do on season finales a lot of times when they're two yeah. parts you always have like the recap. Well, just so. the music thing even reminded me of like I don't know like it was kind of shot like I feel like this was like teen soapy dramas and yeah, but, but, but those are shot. but those are making or not making fun of but those are pulling from all those like romantic comedies that the the meaning and the the resolution of a lot of those films is just two people across the room seeing each other and there's like a big swelling of music and then they meet and they embrace and blah 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 but I mean that's just my interpretation of it that's how I've always read it is it's like I mean it also could I didn't watch too many teen dramas growing up so I don't have a good footnote for yeah, I mean, what those that's are. what really reminded me of I think it's the way it, it wasn't just the music though it was the way it was shot like mm. it wasn't I don't know it wasn't 
I feel like those like nighttime and teen whatever soaps are like often, especially the '90s ones, are like, were like shot in a very specific visual style. And it's like to me, like I don't know, like that's what it looked like to me as soon as I mean, we can discuss when we get to it later. But anyway, I guess my point is like I kind of see this as like kind of in right, kind of referencing those kinds of shows as opposed to like there definitely have been I think past episodes that have have been romantic comedy. You know, you have had allusions to that, but to me, to me, this is more the other. So, I'm not gonna argue with you. I agree. So I'm gonna marry Yafet, and we're gonna live in Nineveh, and I'm gonna be a prostitute. Yes, I continue to see other people. One person who apparently you're also in love with. It's possible. Have you ever read Archie comics? Jack. I got divorced. I didn't know if he would ever leave, Mark. So I let myself fall into something else. You look amazing in that dress. You look like a gay mortician in that suit. So that Archie reference has a new light given the success of Riverdale in the last few years. But uh, I've always felt like Jack's not in the wrong here. Like, I mean, he absolutely could have come forward a lot earlier in saying that I was also in another relationship because... I didn't know what your deal was, but like I don't think he's necessarily in the wrong. Uh, outside of it, he could have just come forward a little bit sooner. Yeah, so like, for, but I, I mean, like he knows way. he knows Nancy too, and she's more traditional, and but, I mean, yeah, it would be. But, a, but he also knows that if he did tell her, she she's gonna react that way. Right. So like, there's it's kind of a no win situation for him, no matter what. Like if he said it sooner, she'd still react in a very like abrasive way. And if he waits to tell her, she's going to act in an abrasive way, more so abrasive, yeah. but still. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying he's in 100% in the right, but I've, I side more with him um, in this instance. But anyway. Also, Liz stalls for a really long time, and Floyd and Caitlin are very restrained, they, considering mean, someone has literally high. T- well, she has looks on her face, yeah, but that, they don't do anything, considering she's like, but point where she. Has hijacked the wedding and starts singing folk songs. Yeah, and just like, like, yeah, <laughs> that would not happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Please stop. She's not even drunk. Like, it's all sober. You know, Kenneth, I have a thankless job. For example, I'm here on a Saturday to show around some cable town folks. It's not real. Point is, I usually only get to deliver bad news. But not today. Kenneth, you are the new... Junior in charge boy of the entire NBC page program. Oh my goodness! This is my dream come true! <gasps> and to hear it from my best friend in the whole world, comma, bald category. Well, you start in two weeks, and they'll give you some moving money to help you get to LA. California? I can't move out there and be away from all of you. No, thank you, sir. I'll pass. You can't pass. Jack put you up for this. If you don't want the job, you have to talk to him. Fine. I will talk to him. And Mr. Donaghy will understand, because he's my best friend in the whole world, comma, beautiful hair category, parentheses strong. That seems like a blow to Dot Com. You'd think he would be his best friend. He, he spends more time with Dot Com and oh, the entourage more than... You're right. He, I was going to say, how cute. Everyone is Kenneth's best friend. But, but seemingly, yeah. Well, maybe, uh, well... I don't know. Given Kenneth is from Stone Mountain, Georgia, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a best friend in the whole world, comma, ball category, parentheses, African-American yeah. or something. But like also, that. I guess if we remember back, uh, Dot Com was the one that stole the dancer from him. 
So maybe he's still harboring. Oh, that is true. Some uh, some un uh, uh, some negative sentiment towards Nikon. Maybe he'll get past it. Ha! It doesn't matter. <laughs> Back to the wedding. Still stalling. And a man must leave his mother, and a woman needs her bones. What can I say, Nancy? I want to be with you. I want to take naps with you. I want to watch you watch a hockey game. I want to find long red hairs in my overcooked pot roast. I love you. I do love you because you know that what I really am is a poor mama's boy from Sadchester, Massachusetts, who had to wear his sister's hand-me-down corduroys. They were orange and had hearts for pockets. Are you like me anyway? Yeah, I get it, Jack, but what are you going to do about it? I can't share you with another woman like you. That Mormon guy on HBO was in that tornado movie. The one with the girl with the forehead was married to that Jewish guy. What? I'm a mom. Give me a break. I need to know right now. Are you in or are you out? In. Nancy, I'm in. Okay. Then I'm in too. Some of all his parts, there is love. Floyd and Caitlin. There is love. So there's actually a lot of foreshadowing that's there with one is Pete saying, usually I only give bad news on Saturdays, which he does have to later. Yeah. And with Nancy, like she, she says, I'm, I'm a mom. That's like a recurring thing. She says multiple times in the episode, I'm a mom, which foreshadows something else that oh, happens at the end of the episode. That. I didn't notice it until right now, yeah. but I realized I was like, wait a second. I was like, wait a second. She says that a lot. I was like, aha. Yeah. That's because it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I, that is like a very mom uh, thing oh, for to, sure. to try to explain, explain a pop yeah. culture references, like using references without actually knowing the people you're talking to, but also being, descriptive enough to be like yeah i get what she's saying because she's saying I, I always mix them up is it bill pullman or bill paxton oh no i know right they're the same guy uh i think it's bill pullman i want to say pullman and but i'm really not sure about that helen hunt and the jewish guy yes. he was married to was paul reiser in mad about you but like so you get all you connect all the dots but it's just like the way she's going about it is like giant s curves of like i get where you're going there well that's a good uh that's a good way to pick up on that um, foreshadowing yeah and you're right this all takes place in one day like yeah. it's it's insane <laughs> wow so Kenneth gets a promotion and fire all on the same day man that sucks he's got to work on Saturday but I know he loves it anyway we come back from the cold open another beefy cold open that was a little over three minutes mm. um, and we learn um, we get Jenna's uh, small small subplot um, but important character development for her and Paul as she walks in on him cross-dressing as another woman Paul? What are you doing? I thought you were going to get your hair done for your friend's wedding I was, but I forgot my bag of hair Is this who you're into now? Cher? You're being another woman behind my back? It's not what it looks like Oh, spare me your lame excuses Maybe I'm old-fashioned but when a girl dates a straight man who impersonates her on stage for mostly gay audiences, she has certain expectations. Fidelity, Paul. It's not just the name of a bank that sued me. But I love you both equally. I don't know what to tell you, but you have to choose. It's her or me. Jenna, babe, wait. I'm sorry, that came out wrong. So the IMDb synopsis says that Paul becomes a cheer impersonator. I think he's been doing it all along. This is the That's first time. That's how I would read it, so, yeah. 
Yeah, it would make sense. It, it wouldn't make much sense for him to suddenly also do that. Like, right. I mean, I guess it's possible, but you're right. It makes more. It makes more much more sense if he already yeah. was. If he's a performer, person. I'm assuming he's diversifying and just having a ton of impersonations yeah. that he does. That seems to make the most sense to yeah. me. And two thoughts here. So first thing, the, to me, this kind of continues the soap thing where it's like she, you know, walks in dramatically, like accuses him and then walk, like again, the way, like when she walks out, kind of like the way it's yeah, visually, like it, it makes, her, yeah. Her meaning. Yeah. yeah. And then also, it's kind of, it's kind of hilarious when he's like, it's not what it looks like, which I realize is like a common line, but it's like literally what else, like he's clearly <laughs> dressed up impersonating Cher, like, like literally what else could it possibly, like mean, what excuse could you even come yeah. up with to like, get a but there's a fun line that Jenna has in there. It's like, this is, are you being another woman behind my back? It's yeah. such a good line because yeah, hilarious. You, obviously you would say seeing another woman, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, and even like when he, when he impersonates Cher, what like, he's like that came out wrong like again you it's just it's all these subversions of the generic relationship problems of just being so over the top and there's a lot of visual stuff in here too like just paul being so done up in a share outfit and then by the end like he does the split down the middle of yeah. half jenna half share like it's it's just a lot of fun stuff there's still some verbiage in later on that's like mm, that wouldn't fly today and like she says, yes, yes, sh- man. Yeah, that's a it's it's not great. Yeah, but um, uh, there there's some fun stuff to have, and and we even get Paul and Jack to interact with one another, which I don't think really happens ever again. So, huh. um, yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So while Kenneth surprisingly seeks out Jack very well, knowing exactly where he is to to decline the offer for his promotion. Uh, and unfortunately, Jack says he's not going to give him the d- decline. Wesley realizes he's forgotten his fancy dress slippers, or as Liz says, his tuxedo shoes, uh, in his office at work, which he recently quit. And she reluctantly goes for him because security has his picture. Took a vow in the Wesley Snipes name to never return there. Don't bother, travel bother. What is it? My fancy dress slippers. I left them in my office. So go get them and meet me at Siri's wedding. No. When I was fired, I vowed on the snipe's name I would never set foot in there again. Also, Kevin Insecurity has a picture of me. So what? You want me to go get your tuxedo shoes? See? Our minds are already one, as our bodies soon shall be. There's the address. Of course. You work in insurance. Specializing in the transportation industry. Fulfills my boyhood passion for train accidents. Fine, I'll go get your shoes. Farewell, my luscious plum. Oh, son of a... Why is your face like that? The return of the foot cycle. And quick correction, I think you said before you quit that he was fired. So we do know that. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. you just misspoke. We you're know. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah I, I wish we got more of Wesley and Liz, though. They're, they're just so fun and that they hate each other. Well... More so, she hates him, and he just needs her. Uh, but I wish we got more of them because, like, that whole interaction is a lot of fun. Like when they kiss, and they just why, why is your face like that? It's just so fun. Uh, meanwhile, Tracy gives Kenneth advice that uh, he should just tank this whole presentation. So did Pete give him the job to do it? Because Pete says he's going to show them around, but I think Kenneth is the one doing it. So did Pete? make him do it or did Kenneth offer to do yeah, it yeah you're right they don't really, they don't really explain, explain that. that right yeah you're right the impression I guess from the beginning is Peter's supposed to show him around but maybe but we also know that he can be like I guess lazy so 
maybe he's just like, yeah, I don't feel like it. Kenneth's here. Or he yeah, Kenneth could have come to him and be like, I'll do yeah. it for you. Or Mr. that's Horn, true too. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hornberger or something like that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, at Ceri's non-denominational wedding service, which I cannot, it's got to be the pre-wedding because yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. because Kenneth makes a comment about yeah, you never start, start. You never know yeah, what's going to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack and Pete, or Jack and Paul, rather, uh, have a little uh, relationship advice offered. Oh, I'm going to hit the ladies' room real quick. You can never tell when one of these non-denominational goof-round weddings is going to start. Jack Donaghy. Paul Lassenamy. I'm Jenna's boyfriend. Oh, I've heard a lot about you, Paul. Well, it's all true. I'm a native of Houston, and I love to cook healthy. And the female impersonator stuff? Oh, sure, of course. Yeah. It's actually been causing some problems at home lately. Do you think it's possible to love two women at once? I know it's possible. But at some point, you have to choose, Paul. You can't delude yourself with thoughts like, what if I could somehow combine them into one perfect woman? Like a s'more you could take a shower with. But how do you know if you've made the right decision? You don't. You'll always be wondering what your life would have been like if you'd opened that other door. Like at a haunted house sex party. Exactly. Thank you, Jack. So, I guess I'd never really looked at the subtitles when Paul gives his last name because it's just last name with a with little a, a, a apostrophe after the L to make it sound. But he's it's just literally last name. It's so that's such a good joke. That's so funny. Ah, it's perfect. This is random, and I know what you saw to me, but we haven't seen Danny in ages, and it's like you think he would at least no, pop up in the moms. He was in the moms. All oh, right, you're right. Adopted. Briefly, that's right. But yeah, yeah that true. was. But, like, he doesn't even no, pop up randomly no. at one of the ones in the background or something. Yeah, I mean, even on the TGS stage, he's not even... And maybe yeah. he's there. We'll have to keep a lookout. Yeah. But he also doesn't do, Yeah. Well, I was thinking, because my first thought was, wait, do we know his last name? And then I was like, wait a second, we haven't seen him in a while. But anyway, uh, while Nancy's uh, in the restroom, she runs into Avery Jessup, who she recognizes from TV, but not for the reasons you think. Come on, Jessup, get it together. No tears! Everything all right in there? I'm fine. Thank you. Here. You need this more than I do. I never put my mouth on it. Thanks. You look so familiar to me. Oh, I'm a financial reporter for CNBC. The hot box with Avery Jessup? No. You ever do a commercial for Overshop.com? Oh, God, I did. Oh, that was before I got rid of my Maryland accent. Does the O have it? Oh, we do. Do you owe? Oh, no? Let go. Oh. Ugh, that accent's idiotic. Anyway, nice to meet you, Avery Jessup. I'm Nancy. Hi. I'm not normally this, uh, <clears throat> overwhelmed. I, I came here to talk to my boyfriend, or whatever he is. I mean, this whole situation is... Clamp down, Jessup! Be a winner! <sighs> oh, my God. I can't drink this. You want to talk about it? So that was fun interaction between Nancy and Avery. I wish she sort of got more. I think that they, I mean, they're two really good actresses anyway, so I would imagine they could play off each other very well. But 
Well, first, the overstock reference, obviously. That was hilarious, the commercial. And then the line of, oh, that dark sand city, you want it. It's just like, just a capper. Just a perfect capper to all that. But, eh? You don't, eh? It's just so silly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this is my ignorance, but I never... It took me a couple of tries to learn when she takes the sip and then she puts it down. Oh. Why she she says, I can't, I can't be drinking this, because I was just like... Because I, I always thought it was like, oh, because she has something to say, so she don't want to be like mm. drunk saying it or whatever. But like, no, it's because she's 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 late. She thinks she's pregnant, or she she is pregnant. I guess confirmed pregnant. So what happened when she went to the to the fence near in the Adirondacks? Yeah, I mean, she's supposed to go there because it seemed like she's on a period, but she must have already been. I don't know. So I wonder if this is like a last minute rewrite of the character or if this is where they were going because yeah. they had that outburst in the last episode of I guess we don't know the time difference one. between that and now do we so, so I mean so she's at this wedding and she was the invited guest so did she not tell Jack she was going to be there yeah that's a, that's, that's a little that's a that is a little weird too because if right because I thought if because on, on the nameplate says Jack and Avery so Jack had to have known that so if he should have known that if he brought Nancy there that Avery, well, you know what I, mean? I think like, I think that's something that you can slip the mind of. I guess like that can slip your mind, especially when you're like stressed of like I got to keep her here, blah blah blah. I really like her, mm. but um, I would assume he would or Avery would check in with him to say, hey, I'm still coming. I mean, like if you're going to someone's wedding, it's not just something like you say two months before, like oh yeah, I'll go to the wedding with you, and you never check in again, and you just show up, and then without clearance, you know, like. It seems like something she would check in with him to be like, "Hey, I'm still going with you and your friend. You're going with you to your friend's wedding, right?" Like it just seems like a natural thing to do. So I've never quite understood that loose end of of why he or she did not check in with one another about it. Like him, I could forgive because he's under a lot of stress with the whole. But I guess she's also under the stress too with the pregnancy. But anyway, I've always, I've never quite liked that loose end there. Anyway. Uh, we cut back. Uh, Liz is looking for uh, Wesley's fancy dress slippers, and we meet our big guest star for the episode, Matt Damon. Oh, tuxedo slippers. Can't break. Excuse me. I'm supposed to meet you here? Huh? Are you Wesley? I'm Carol. I'm sorry, what's happening now? Uh, I'm supposed to meet a Wesley about my insurance claim. Wesley doesn't work here anymore. Are you serious? I mean, I made the appointment like a month ago. I rearranged my whole Saturday. Are you a doorman? Yeah, I'm a doorman. To the sky. I'm a pilot. Oh, okay. Well, look, it's a pretty standard workman's comp claim. I'm sure you could handle it. I was flying the 7 a.m. from Tampa to Louisville, and we had a two-hour weather delay, so naturally, all the passengers got drunk. Generally speaking, if there's a delay of more than 20 minutes, I might as well be driving a party bus. It's just idiocy. I don't know what's going on in this country. I know. People wear flip-flops to church. And the NBA tattoo situation is out of control. Thank you. Anyway, we're about a half hour into the flight. I hear this commotion behind me in the cabin, so I exit the cockpit. I go down the aisle, and to my left, I see... <gasps> a terrorist? No, I wish. No, it's a drunk lady. She's pulled her pants off, and she's ranting. She's complaining about the in-flight entertainment. So things got a little heated, and uh, I had to implement Sky Law. What's... Sky Law. It's when I put on the fasten seatbelt sign and no one's allowed to move till we've had 10 minutes of silence. <laughs> I made the whole thing up, but, you know, people are stupid, so they don't question it. That is awesome. 
So what is the workman's comp part of this? Eventually, I flipped the drunk lady off. She bit my finger. <laughs> I know, I was totally unprofessional, but she was bagging pretty hard on my TGS. What? TGS. It's this late-night show on NBC. We run it in flight when we're northwest bound. Basically the greatest thing ever on television. I don't stand for anybody besmirching it on my aircraft. Do you believe in fate? Act break. Um... I want to be, I want to become friends with an airline pilot because I want to know all the rules and all the, the things that they do to control people because I feel like they no one questions pilots because they just feel like yeah. they're the person that gets us where we need to go so we have to treat them with this perhaps unearned or unmitigated respect of just like yeah we don't question the pilot's actions well it's not like you interact with them that that's, much well exactly so it's like you don't have an uh, you don't have an idea of what they can and cannot actually do. Right. Like, obviously, if you badmouth the pilot, the worst they can do is kick you off the flight. They're not going to, like, down the plane or anything like that. But, like, I don't know. I wonder, like, if there are pilots that have done things like that where they've instigated some sort of made-up policy oh, just, to, just to keep unruly passengers. Pro- I mean, probably, like, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Like, right, you expect someone if, if in roles, right, they have a certain authority so you kind of trust because you don't know how to fly a plane or anything about exactly. it so you just kind of spread exactly. so you just kind of assume what they say is right so right yeah. yes I'm sure they're yes they are how, yes and I'm not trying I'm to sure say right. like being a pilot is either that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying like they just have this air about them that right not many people can actually question them. I mean as long as it's not crazy out there it's like I mean telling people that Skylaw is putting on their seatbelt is like silly but at the same time it's like just like Believable well, enough for people to believe it, like you know, yeah. if they, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a line where, like, if it came off as too ridiculous, I mean, some yeah. people would probably just be like, "Well, they're the authority figures, so what they say must be." But right. you know, I think I, I don't know. But I mean, I assume there's a line where, yeah. where something could be too whatever that people would actually believe it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, I can't think of a scenario or something. But I mean, has there ever been an instance of a pilot having to de-escalate something? I feel like that's. Never really happened that much. I mean, not on a flight I've been on, but I mean, there are gazillions of flights yeah. all the time. So. I mean, I know there's like autopilot and thing, and there's a co-pilot, but I've never really heard of a story of a pilot having to come out to de-escalate things. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of stories. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see a similar, well, an even more escalated situation in the episode where uh, Liz and Carol uh, break up, where yeah. it's them in instigating more and more and more and more uh, because Carol for whatever reason just keeps delaying the flight and all the passengers keep getting we'll get there we'll get there next season um, we're back from the commercial break and we're continuing the I guess this is the meet cute of the story of Carol and Liz wait are you kidding me you write for TGS with Tracy Jordan I'm the head writer I'm not an insurance claims adjuster I'm just here because my cousin Well, I mean, it's my favorite show ever. There's the one fart doctor sketch where his fart doctor's trying to figure out who farted in the spelling bee. And he's like, He who spelt it, dealt it. I wrote that. I write all the fart doctors. I can't believe this. Would you like to go to a rich girl's wedding with me? I don't know. Does that sound like more fun than me eating alone at the LaGuardia Chili's? So before we move on, just the, the I guess Carol references like that TGS has always played on the, like, in flight whatever that's what you think like i remember like 
a few years ago it seemed like I can't remember what airline it was but it was like it was one where they had the screens like throughout the cabin not on CPACs or whatever and it was like it's right it was always like NBC so like showing a random episodes of NBC as sitcoms for like the so like mm-hmm. that's I mean I don't know it's not that like funny or whatever but it's like it's definitely like a reference to your life because like I've definitely been on flights where it's like the random NBC promotion sitcom like, here's a random episode that everyone has to see because it's like in the 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 mounted in screens right. I, I, I I guess those are older planes because I think newer planes either have seat backs or nothing at all yeah but like they're like yeah just like the built in I guess like yeah and they they overhead. pay for that right they, they pay oh for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but so yeah so the point the, I guess the point is like I totally believe that <laughs> uh, can you imagine a pilot being subjected to I mean I don't know if they have those in the cockpit I hope not because like that would be like so annoying if they had to watch like yeah. the same loop I mean the flight attendants must have to because they're just oh, in the yeah, cabin gosh. I don't, I don't know how many of those planes are still in the circulation or like if any seals still does those deals but like yeah it seems like it's more movie based stuff now maybe maybe yeah. if it's just like two hour flights they probably are more television shows I'm not sure I, I so I didn't really fly until I was past the age of normal flight age I think for most people <laughs> what is normal but, flight I mean, age I feel like probably the average people start flying is maybe around their teenage years like yeah. 13, 14 no I gotcha but like I didn't fly until I was maybe in like night probably my 20s or so like it was there's a big gap so i mean first time i flew the first time i flew rather i was so nervous because i was like i don't know yeah. what to expect like uh, all i knew about flying was from tv and movies so i was like oh man i don't know what to expect i don't know like i remember like hearing all these like they charge you if you want earbuds and they charge you for in-flight drinks and food and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm just not going to buy it. ask for anything because I don't I don't have any money to buy anything. Or like I would be on my card or whatever. But I, was like, I was like, everything's going to be too expensive. I don't buy anything. Don't look at SkyMall because you can't afford any other things like that. Like, There's just all these stereotypes of, of what flying is. And then I actually fly and I was like, man, this sucks. I hate flying. I legitimately hate flying because I think it's the most boring thing. I hate being... It's not a matter of... Um, What's that small spaces? It's not constricting. It's not claustrophobia. I just don't like sitting in the same spot for too long mm-hmm. in a confined space because it's just like, oh my god, that's why I hate driving for long distances. I can do it, but I hate doing it because it's just like I just want to. I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't think many people like it. You just kind of yeah, have to. I don't know. I just like people that do it every week or do it every month. Oh, yeah. Like it just. I don't know. Well, they're probably so they're used probably to it so today, yeah. that it's just like they have enough distractions that it's fine. But like, man, if like. No, if stuff like melatonin didn't exist, oh my god, it would make flying so much. Well, in dramamine because and, you yeah, get air sick. That, that's the thing. It's only when we started flying together that I started getting sick because I would never get sick flying on my own. So it might be, you might be maybe get sick. I don't know, but yeah, um, or just I got older and I just couldn't handle the stuff very well. I don't know. Yeah, I remember like enjoying flying when I was younger, but in the whole. Kids enjoy post nine eleven, but especially like the whole post nine eleven like shift to all the security nonsense. You have to get to wait before because you have to do all the stuff. Yeah. And See, it's I, like I've since then, that makes me that. nervous. Like to me, on a day I'm flying, I'm like I'm I never feel like okay until I'm through security because like before yeah. up until oh, then, I'm always waiting for things to go wrong. Like get a flat tire on the way to the airport. Like get an accident. Like get you know get delayed by an accident like right. security line something going yeah. wrong you know what I mean? like until 
I, I'm always no matter and, and we usually leave pretty early because I like to get plenty of time but it's like despite that even when we have plenty of time like until we are through security I never feel fully like okay yeah. everything's good now so I'm, I'm just waiting because there's just I don't know just because it's so cumbersome to get through if it was easier to just walk in walk through a quick security you know what I mean like I guess if we got TSA pre-check like that would cut down on it although yeah. like we the airport we fly out of is not very busy so no, it's you don't really it's need it really, it's really more on return flights but yeah. Yeah, but, but but sometimes we do. And sometimes we do go to, I guess, larger regional airports. That that if we just be, got pre-checked, yeah. that would probably be. I mean, easier, yeah. Like if we go to those one, like one, I guess for location purposes, like Raleigh or Charlotte, like that is ninety an hour to ninety minutes out yeah. there. Like if we go there, so that's some more the traffic and traffic stuff is, comes and in because that, so. it's like shit. We've we've accommodated so much time. And, yeah. But yeah, um, see, I'd never flown in a pre nine eleven world. I flew well mm. after nine eleven occurred. So I, again. All I know is right. you used to be able to walk up to someone's gate and there was no yeah. problems. No I one's going to stop yeah, you. I remember and that. Now, like, you, you can't even go through security at all just to meet someone. I think you have to wait till they're, they're on their yeah. outbound uh, gate exit. So, uh, yeah, like it's so again, going through security, I was like, I'm not, I don't have anything on me, but I still, it's the same when I see a cop car. I still tense up because I'm just like shit. I'm yeah. not doing anything wrong. I feel like a lot. Yeah, but that's a yeah. Yeah, but it still is like there's this pressure of just yeah. all these ideas of what can go wrong. That it's just like uh, I don't like it. But yeah, flying with you can be tough because I have to just be patient and quiet because I don't want to say anything to rile you. I have all the angst to for, for all of us. Yeah, I'm just like. I remember when we were coming. I think it was the Japan trip or something. We were kind of, we were trying to discern where we were coming, what gate we were supposed to go to, and uh, and like literally we haven't even entered an area where it's going to tell us. And as soon as we like stop, you're like, "What gate are we supposed to be at?" And you're like looking at me, but you're asking rhetorically, which you do a lot, but you don't emphasize any sort of rhetoric. But anyway, <laughs> you think you would have learned by now, then? Well, it's the same as sarcasm. You can't tell if someone's being sarcastic all the time; or they're being some of the time. But you're like, what gate are we supposed to be at? I'm like, I've been here the same I feel like, time as you. No, I, know. I feel like I most literally of, don't. Know. I feel like most of the time when we travel, I'm really just asking myself out loud or thinking right. out loud. I'm not right. literally asking. But I'm like, just, I'm just sorting out my own thoughts. I'm just doing it out loud. When you're annoyed, I get annoyed because I'm like, I don't fucking know. What, what am I supposed to do? I know the same amount of information that you know. Please stop being upset and anxious. Like, there's not, it's yeah. not helping anything. But I feel I like I've gotten better, though, especially when we fly out of Greensboro because. Well, it, well, yeah, that's easy. Because it's super, because it's generally low it's stress. It's unfamiliar areas that you're more yeah. stress heavy. But yeah, I don't know. We'll work on it. We got all the time in the world. Oh, <laughs> And who knows when we'll be able to fly again, so. Oh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? All that will change by that time. Uh, anyway, so Kenneth uh, has made the decision to tank. Uh, on the advice of Tracy, has decided to tank his Cable Town walk around, and he does a great job. There's a lot of like fun visual jokes here, and just the lines that he has of like drugs, cigarettes. That's a lot of fun. I won't leave you, sir, no matter what it takes. Good afternoon and welcome. Not we begin our stupid tour of this once great network outside Studio Six H. Uh-oh, ring, ring. What's up? Nothing, just giving a dumb tour to a bunch of uggos. Let's meet up later and smoke some drug cigarettes. <laughs> You're a pilot, huh? I should pick your brain. 
I'm developing a daytime talk show with Sully Sullenberger. Yeah, I met that guy. He's not that great. You know what a great pilot would have done? Not hit the birds. That's what I do every day, not hit birds. Where's my ticket to the Grammys? Hey, what took you so long in the bathroom? Ah, the usual ladies' room nonsense. Go with boyfriend troubles, someone forgot tampons. Everybody's bad at science and math. You know the drill. The ceremony will be starting soon. Uh, I'll get a table number. You get as many drinks as you can carry. I'll see you at the reception, Liz. Jack, Carol, get ready for some of this. Later. He's here with you? Indeed, he is. I see that Nancy is still here. Hey, you're welcome. A smug 40-year-old bridesmaid. What a treat for everyone. Yes, Lemon. I am with Nancy now. What made up your mind? Well, I decided that any decision was better than no decision at all. Huh. I don't know, Jack. I used to feel that way, too. But now I know you can't force your fate. You just have to let it wash over you like a spray tan that won't take because your skin is too oily. That's absurd. I mean, the world is made by those who control their own destiny. It isn't made by those who don't do. It's made by those who do do, which is what made me the man I am. I do do. Yeah. Grow up, Lemon. The point is, I've made my choice, and I'm not looking back, period. Period. So we haven't really mentioned much about the big guest star. We mentioned that he's in it <laughs> and who he is, but... Then um, we just started talking about airplanes. Yeah, natural. That's the natural progression. You just introduce the guest star and then a loose connection to what they do on the show. But, uh, yeah, Matt Damon is Carol Burnett. Um which obviously named after the famed uh, comedian. You don't say. I know, just some people may not make that connection. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like we ask this with every big star, but do that. What's your familiarity with? You know, I was going to say, I feel, like I, haven't, I, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of stuff that he's been in. Because, I mean, I, I feel like I know many things he's been in, yeah. but I haven't seen a lot of them. So, so I don't I, even know like my primary reference point of what I've seen him in would be. Uh, I know I've seen him in a lot of Kevin Smith stuff. He's sort of got oh, a lot of Kevin Smith like Chasing Amy and yeah. Dogma. He was really good in Dogma. Dogma yeah. was really good. He's a small bit in Jay and Silent Bob. Um, but I mean, obviously he was in... Yeah, was, I never saw Good Will Hunting and, or The Martian, which was probably his I most recent The Martian's prominent. in my cube. All right, what about Saving Private Ryan? No. Never seen it. No. That's good. I haven't seen a lot of movies. That's true. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of movies either. But um, he's got. Oh, games. tell I have Townsend Mr. Ripley. That's probably that's the one you've seen. Well, no, I mean that's probably my biggest reference point for him mm-hmm. is Townsend Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Like I mean, I can name plenty of things like the boy, yeah, like the Born stuff. Like yeah. I can name all these like big, huge but movies you know he's, he's been in, in but, but I've never actually seen. seen. Yeah. yeah, but Same. yeah, Ripley is probably like the biggest. Yeah. In the oceans, I forget he's in the oceans movies. Yeah, oceans, Departed, but that's just one of those yeah. ensemble casts. Departed, mm, that's a good movie. I think that's my favorite. I've, I've only seen like four of them, but that's probably my favorite. Um, Scorsese movie, but yeah. So this was 2010. So this is around that time. Post Born, I think he'd stopped playing Born for a little while, and he was doing like smaller movies. Yeah, he's just been he's been taking more selective roles, I guess. Um, but I think he came back as Born, didn't he? Hmm? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back as Jason Born in 2016, I guess to reboot that, and I don't think it went well, so I don't think he's around again. Nancy has now found out that Avery was Jack's invited guest, the lady she just met in the restroom and learned that she's pregnant. Which, for her to reveal to Jack that she's pregnant, maybe not the right thing to do. 
I mean, it's a, it's a good heads up, but at the same time, I don't think you should take that away from Avery. I think that's something Avery should share with Jack, uh, not yeah. not her dropping that news to him. But well, but also it, I, I don't know, like it reinfor- it kind of reinforces Nancy's character, like you know, she keeps saying how she's a mom, so it reinforces how that's super but important. But also, to her. She, maybe and also tells it. to Jack like how serious she, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. She 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 thinks he should he should be with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's that's fair, but I, I just feel like that news isn't something that should come yeah. secondhand or thirdhand. It should come from the person yeah, I hear you. that is pregnant. Um, but meanwhile, Kenneth has now been fired for his not so good job of touring the cable town because he didn't know at the time they were touring the cable town. Touring, yeah, it's they know it's a smart group. Anyway, Nancy reveals to Jack that Avery's here and she's pregnant. Ready? Yeah. This is yours. Oh, Nancy, I'm sorry. This is an embarrassing oversight. Jack, this morning at church, you told me all the reasons that you loved me. Some more graphic than were appropriate for the setting. Now I want you to tell me what's so special about this other woman. Well, I like how she's less hot than you. I'm serious. What can I say? She's smart. She's pretty. She could tell you the Dow 40 in order of market cap. She knows how to field dress a deer. Why do you... Go on. Okay. Her laugh, it's like music, really mean music. And she always wears high heels because according to her, flat shoes are for quitters. For God's sakes, what can I say? You'd like her. You were lying when you said you were in love with two women. No, I wasn't lying. Good, then I feel a lot better about leaving. What? Avery's here, Jack. And she's pregnant. Oh my God, this is crazy. It's fate. You were supposed to be a dad. And by the way, when I blew your mind last night, I was given in about fifty percent. So I think I think that reinforces Nancy helping Jack weigh his choice with she's like when he's jokingly given reasons why he likes her and then she's like, go on. Like I think it's her coming to terms that she isn't the right person for him, in addition yeah. to the fact that Avery's pregnant. But then she leaves on the line, like, you were supposed to be a dad. Couldn't he be a dad to her kids? Like, her kids, she still has kids, too. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. But, yeah. That's a fun cap to to their relationship. And that's that's a wrap on uh, Nancy. Nancy's gone. Oh, no. So long. R.I.P. I, I started to warm up to her by the end. I know I came off as very harsh when Nancy first arrived. Mainly just her stupid accent. Um but uh, yeah, I think she, I think they did a turn with her character to make her a little bit more uh, likable by the end. But anyway, uh, Wesley storms the reception and demands Liz's affection. Unhand my fiance! No, no, he's just a groomsman and a Somali pirate. Careful! You try to end our engagement with a textual transmission. Your behavior as a fiancé has been as weak as American tea. There, I've said it. Our first argument, everyone. (laughs) You're engaged? What if the bachelorette party theme was sluts? No, the engagement is off. You keep talking about how fate is trying to push us together. You know what? It is. But not to meet you, to meet the right man. His name is Carol. Like Carol O'Connor from Nick at Night. Exactly, Sari. Thank you. Carol is the one that I was fated to meet. And yeah, I've only known him for a few hours, and maybe this sounds crazy, but I already feel like I could spend the rest of my life with him. He's the one that I've been waiting for. 
And someday, when Carol sees my disgusting foot secret, he's gonna be okay with it. I can tell you were wrong, Wesley. We don't have to settle. The moms were wrong. Stupid Buzz Aldrin was wrong. So thank you, and goodbye. Praise to the universe! Love is real! Fine. It's your loss. There's only one Wesley Snipes in this world. You know there isn't. How much of that did you hear? Well, you were engaged. Apparently you hate Buzz Aldrin. Foot problem. And you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives together. I see. I'm sure you could get a cab on Houston. Yeah, I'm going to depart. On time. I'm a pilot. And that's a wrap on Wesley. No more Wesley Snipes. Oh, no. You'll never see or hear of Wesley Snipes again. Oh, that's so sad. So sad. Oh. So, even though this series of writing, she only has one line of the whole episode. Yep. It stays in the background for about a minute. Yep. Oh, dear. But she, she has a very good expository line. That's true. That is a very funny line. And men have also generally fem- feminine names sometimes, so it's okay. Hurrah! Hurrah! Thanks, Suri. But I think that joke's funnier coming from Suri because she yeah. probably wouldn't know what Nick at Night was. Really? Because, I mean, it seems like that would be exactly how she would know what. Yeah, maybe. That I mean, she would see it through Nick at Night. Obviously, she wasn't alive when it was. Yeah, she on. wouldn't know. Yeah, and I guess there hasn't been really a big male named Connor or same named Carol. You know, the Carol I know is like Carol Spinney who like voiced Big Bird or something? Oh, Crouch yeah. Or some of the Muppets? I can't remember. Yeah. But that's the only male Carol yeah. that I can think of. Anyway. Alright, we're coming up on the finale. I just got a couple bits here left, but... Uh, so this is... Th- this upcoming bit is the part where uh, you were saying it's more riffing or satirizing. To me, yeah. Or... Yeah, right. Or parodying or whatever. Uh, 90s like um, soap operas and, and dramas where I still just read it as like one of those cheesy romantic movie scenes of just yeah. the swelling music and you're not supposed to understand what they're saying their body language explains it but they also subvert that and we also get Moonfest back I haven't seen him since season one no he's been in more recently I can't remember, but I feel like it's been worse than that. Because he's popped up a couple times randomly. Yeah. Things. Yeah. But that's the first line he's had in a while, I think. Give me your fingernails. <laughs> no! Jack. Carol. I'm trying to tell you I want to get married. Oh, for God's sakes, Jack. What do you think? You're just going to sweep me off my feet? This pregnancy is two years ahead of schedule. I'm suing Dodecaso. I'm suing you. I'm suing this baby. You can't control everything, Avery. Sometimes it's just fate. Is there gay juice in the champagne? See? I want you to teach our child how to say awesome stuff like that. I would be a kick-ass mom. But if this is just you trying to do the right thing... No. I want this, but I've always wanted this. But maybe it's too hard, the career, motherhood. 
Keeping it tight to stay camera ready for breaking news? I mean, sure, Soledad O'Brien does it, but... I wipe the floor with that bitch. Let's do this. Avery strikes me as the conservative woman that would have an abortion, but have the power to keep it under wraps to protect her career. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's what a lot of rich conservative Republican politicians do. That basically, it's, it's rules for the common folk, but not for them. Right. If, if, if they need to get something done, they'll have it done. And right. Keep it hush-hush. Yeah, they have the hush money to yeah. keep it quiet. <clears throat> Which does not, hey, pro-choice. Do whatever you like. Exactly. But anyway. Ah, now we cut to the final wedding of the episode in Grizz and Fiance. Love is patient. Love is weird and sometimes gross. Love is elusive and you have found it. So treasure it. To Grizz and Fiance. On behalf of Grizz and Fiance, I'd like to thank Jack Donaghy for letting us have this reception here after the other location couldn't support the weight of Grizz's extended family. Now hit it. Naturally, I blew it. Now I'm alone in a dashiki. I wonder what the Somali pirates deal is. I could live on a boat. I don't even know where Paul went. I guess he made his choice. You know what? Forget men. We've got each other. Yeah, let's go Les. No, I meant like a book club or something. Jeez. Right. Sisterhood. That's something we can count on. I'll never... Is that Paul? You have a lot of taped up balls to come here dressed like that. Oh my God. If this is gonna work, Jenna, it can't just be all about you. But... No buts. I'm the man here. And you're gonna respect me. Yes. Shamam. Lemon, you know that's a young boy's puberty dashiki. Wrong, Jack. It's a warlord's concubine dashiki. Avery, you're here. I'm not surprised. Why should I be? And I'm pregnant. Also, not shocking me. Reacting appropriately. Lemon, I think your pilot friend is looking for you. So? I thought he was gone forever. I guess I should go talk to him. This is line read of not surprised reacting appropriate did jack tell her that already that avery was pregnant or no i think it's her trying not to do her judgmental face oh okay or you know yeah her badger face yeah okay okay carol what are you doing here how did you get past security you walk briskly in a pilot's uniform you can go pretty much anywhere i've been upstairs at the white house while the obamas were sleeping i thought you had a flight yeah i do those dirt bags can wait on the runway a couple more hours i hate people too Look, I'm 39 years old, I'm single, and lately I've been thinking there's a reason for that. I keep expecting people to be perfect, but nobody's perfect. Yes, exactly. So if the worst thing about you is that you give crazy speeches to fiancés and maybe you have some kind of foot thing... That was a joke. I have medicine for it. Why don't we give this a shot, as long as you're not Jewish? I'm totally kidding. Yes, let's do this. And honestly, Carol, I am a very normal person. Not a good time, guys. Liz... Cher, me, Paul, and I want to thank you for being a part of our lives. And for encouraging us to be like this. I can't believe I'm meeting one and a half Jenna Maroney's right now. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Carol. Carol. That's a girl's name. It's a family name. It's interesting. For, for, a, for a female impersonator, Paul has some very, like, retrograde. Like, he's, there's a line earlier where he says, I'm the man. You need to respect yeah. me. And the line there, Carol, that's a girl's name. It's, like, some surprisingly, like, I don't know, just... Traditionalist. Almost conservative. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, those, those, that line, I more or less, that's just him being silly. Yeah. Um, but the line that he has uh, of I'm the man you have to respect me is kind of like, that seems a little out of character. Yeah. I don't know if you could actually say something like that. But obviously it's playing off the joke because he's dressed as a woman, or two women, I guess, in that case. But that reveal, that visual reveal of, of him dressed like, and he did that quick because yeah. he was just, you know, plain clothes at Ceri's wedding, so he did that transformation really quickly. But it's a fun reveal of him splitting down the middle, being Jenna and Cher. But also, <laughs> the framing when Liz agrees to start giving Carol a chance, like they turn their backs to the camera, and in the background you see, <laughs> you see Jenna, Paul, Cher, and Jenna walking up to them, and Liz is like, "Not a good time, guys." It's such a fun reveal. Uh, but we uh, we have the final moments of the episode and the season uh, where Kenneth has his big blow-off slash love speech. Hey, everybody! I got fired today! You won't have Kenneth Allen Parcel to kick around anymore, so I want to tell you people what I really think of you. <laughs> no, no! For four long years, I have listened to you all complain about your East Coast media elite problems, your apartment renovations, and your overpriced Star Wars memorabilia. That doorman is hammered. I have watched you throw away better food than my family eats at Christmas. And I have loved it. You people, you are my best friends, and I hope you get everything you want in life. Kiss. So kiss my face. That was actually really sweet. I'll see you all in heaven. <laughs> have a wonderful summer. Thanks, Kenneth. What a nice thing to say what to a us. a nice little gesture that he has. And how kind of, that almost felt like when I was first watching, I was like, is Kenneth being written out of the show? Like That would have been a finale for him. Yeah. A good way to write him out of, of the show. Of course not. He's going to outlive us all. He literally will. Ah, so that's I Do Do. Final thoughts on the episode, and then we'll dump into the final thoughts of the season. Yeah. Kind of like we said at the beginning, there was a lot going on. That yeah, episode, very, busy. So. very busy. But it, did, it was good. It was funny. It yeah. was good. It was busy, but it didn't feel weighty. It didn't feel yeah. like weighed down. Overstaffed. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, setting up the new relationship with Liz was good. Uh, the Paul and Jenna stuff is always fun. They're, they're fantastic together. Continuing and, well, settling the Nancy Avery-Jack triangle and settling on Avery was, I think, the best move. Because yeah. they, they work well together. And, and given Kenneth some new character too, like now he's no longer a page at NBC. So now, how's he going to still fit in? I mean, we know, but how's he going to fit in this world now? Yeah. When he was so reliant on Tracy, and Tracy was reliant on him. Yeah. And it's interesting they build up like three weddings in one day. Like there was no drama at all in the episode itself around like making the things on time. Like because right. like, I feel like a lot of sitcoms could have played it as like, oh, we're running late, we're running late. Yeah. And there's like, there's really none of that at all. You just move from wedding to wedding mm-hmm. and there's no like, there's no humor around just like, oh no, we're running late, but we're going to yeah. make it in time. Like there's, yeah, it's just like, it breezes by all that and just. So let's, so let's assume that uh, Floyd and Caitlin's wedding was 
Ended at some point. 10 o'clock in the morning. Started at 10. Yeah. So they were probably out by 11, 11, 12 at the latest. I, mean, I don't know so how long it was to a buster. Right. So then Ceri's wedding, let's say it's probably at 2 or 3. They're there a couple hours. And then the Grizz and Fiance. Well, we know there was one hour between when they were leaving uh, Floyd's, Floyd's wedding and going yeah. to Ceri's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, okay. So let's say Ceri's started at 2 then and Floyd's ended at 12. So, yeah, I mean, that's a very tight schedule, especially in New York. Like, hopefully they're all close enough together to get to get there. Well, we know that uh, Grizz and Fiancés was at the TGS studio, so. Oh, that's right. But still, like, that's a, that's a tight 12 right. hours. But I'm saying, like, a lot of sitcoms would have made the humor, right. like, kind of more based on, like, oh, we're going to make it in time, but there's, like, yeah. literally none of that at all. Yeah, they could have done it where, like, they just show up to one too late, one too early, or the second one too yeah. late also, and they're like, I gotta make it to the third one. Uh, but no, it was, yeah, they subverted a lot of those ideas, too, so that was fun. So what's gonna happen in season five? Cable Town. Cable Town with a K! Alright, well, do we want to tease that first, or sum up season four, and then jump into what we are... Gonna get in season five. Well, I don't know what we're gonna get in season well, five. I will give you. A Other synopsis. than Chloe Grace Moretz, maybe. Chloe Grace, yep. Chloe Grace Moretz, Moretz. Well, we should probably though, if you have any thoughts about season four, you should yeah. probably get to that before you start. No, you're right. Looking you're right. forward. Uh, no, I think I think we mentioned it at the beginning and, and sort of throughout, but I think we both agree that this is that sort of peak uh, Thirty Rock era where. A lot of memorable memes or jokes or references and gifts and stuff come out of this period. Well, yes and no for me. I think a yeah. lot of stuff that I thought was coming in the back half of the season is apparently actually upcoming next season. So, because like when there was the first introduction, however many episodes you know about Cable Town and stuff, like I thought that was in the Avery just here. Well, I mean, I guess Avery just pop up a good amount in these episodes, yeah. but I guess a lot of what I remember from her too is coming from the next season because there's things I remember that I guess just haven't happened yet. So. I don't know. I guess to be, I mean, I, 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 it wasn't quite, I guess in my mind, how I remember it, it wasn't quite how it actually played out. So to me, it's like, it's still, I guess that's what I still see as like the most memorable in, in my head. Yeah. But there, I mean, the, yes, like you said, there were still lots of, lots yeah. of good, like long, still remembered. Like the deal moments. breaker stuff. Yeah. And uh, all of those jokes that came mm-hmm. about that. Like, uh, again, like the baby stuff. For Liz took a back seat most of this season. Yeah. I don't think it was ever really much of a plot point, but her apartment and things like that, like expanding that world a little bit more. But most of it, I think, the most the biggest story takeaway was the Jack Nancy Avery storyline, and then Tracy and his egoing and, yeah. and wanting a new daughter or wanting a, a daughter and things like that. It seems like Liz's life took a little bit of a backseat to a couple other characters and their main plots but even tracy like aside from this egot didn't really have too well remember yeah remember there was like string of episodes where he like was like barely and only had a line yeah. so that was when we thought he was probably there was some other project he was working on yeah so. it must have been he was working yeah. on something else at that time but yeah um but no i mean i think season four is a super solid season of 30 rock um It'll be fun to compare it to season five once we get into it, especially now that you're thinking yeah. a lot of your memories are stemming from that season. Um, but let's give a quick rundown of what we can expect in season five. So obviously Liz and Carol continue their relationship. Uh, Cable Town is officially enacted in the season one or in the season five opener. We get Hank Cooper and his granddaughter, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. 
Uh, Tracy has officially become an EGOT, which is something that, if I remember correctly, they just breeze right through. Like, it's no, there's no explanation as to how he got his yeah. Emmy or his Tony or his Grammy. We, there's Oscar we see because he ends up doing the the movie that they talked about. His G Trade Normal! Uh, he did that movie, so that's how he did his Oscar. Um, we have Kenneth, tri- tri- Kenneth, with the help of Jenna, getting back into the paid program with NBC. And then. We, of course, get, I think, probably one of the more infamous episodes, uh, or at least definitely one of the bigger parts of the whole 30 Rock family and Queen of Jordan. Oh, yes. So we get to meet Titus. Uh, we get to see more Angie, which is always fun. Uh, and I think that's one of those episodes because it's so against the grain of what 30 Rock is in terms of its presentation. Not so much its story elements, but the fact that it's shot more of a reality show. 90% of the episode is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Is the um, season five? Is is this the season with Jenna's presidential campaign influence and Denise Richards, or is that later? No, on? Denise Richards shows up in season six because okay. Amy Sedaris and Gary Cole are in that episode too. I think um, is that the one where it's like uh, she has that catchphrase or whatever, and all those relaxation or they're all like unwind relax or something like right. that. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's like it's like well, I guess I was talking about two different storylines because. For the Jenner presidential thing, it's like the she's like the Jimmy Buffett or whatever. Or it's like yeah, she has yeah. The, unwind your lax. Yeah, yeah. And then Denise Richards is the, just the La Cuisine. J'adore La Cuisine. I'm pretty sure that's season six okay. because um, that's that's mimicking where Tracy said in real life that if he had a gay kid, he would kill them. And then they were they were parroting that in um. Thirty Rocks, like you can't say things like that because people will react. And so Tracy's upset that he's telling her she's censoring him thing ah. like that so i think that that'll be next season i think okay. both of those episodes take place in next season seasons or season okay. six rather um but uh yeah so that's queen of jordan um so we get no it's the second queen of jordan where we get ham that could be wrong i'm looking forward to it but i'm pretty sure it's ham comes in the second second queen of jordan we'll just have to Keep an eye out. But this is also this season five uh, has our two live episodes. Well, oh. two two coast live episodes, and then season six also has two live episodes. So we will get there. And this also this also contains the hundredth episode, hmm. um, which we'll get to at the end of season five or near the end of season five. So we have a lot to look forward to next season. Final thoughts on I do do and season four as a whole. Where does where does it compared to the the other three seasons? Where would you put this one? Because like season one, I like it's like a C. Season one's a C because it's introduction. To be honestly, it's all running together to me because like I I know the 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 I don't say popular, but I I feel like the general sentiment is that three to four like first season is good, but like it's it's growing, and then third four third the peak. But it's like now having watched them all so close together, it seems like every season has had its assortment of like great episodes and like lesser episodes and I, I feel like it, it's been pretty evenly distributed it's like I feel like season one had plenty of great episodes that I mean because I, I remember what, when we were going through season one like there were so many things that happened that I remember that I was like wait a second this was that early in the show yeah. so I feel like I, I don't know to me it's, it seemed like it, there's been a, I don't know it, it's been evenly distributed and I I mean that's not a bad it's hard for me to say that some seasons have been like terrifically stronger because I feel like the back half of this season has been really, I mean, some good episodes, but also some really just like dragging. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, I remember we had some dragging episodes in season three too. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, 
Maybe I think, I think it's a lot of generalization of yeah. like, yeah, season three is strong, but then you actually watch it and you're like, well, it's strong for maybe like ten episodes or twelve episodes, but then there's some episodes that are yeah. like fine, but they're not as memorable, and you may just lump them in and things like that. Yeah, um, and maybe you binge them all really quickly, you get a better sense of flow from season to season. But I mean, once a week isn't that infrequently, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't getting a sense that like any season is like demonstrably stronger has like any fewer lesser episodes yeah than and i don't i don't think we've had an episode yet where we both have just thought wow that was an absolute stinker uh, we had I mean, there were a couple where we were pretty down on them yeah but not like unwatchable just yeah. like just like yeah yeah like i mean that recent one is the episode where they had to go to boston like that was i mean yeah. we, we didn't i mean we didn't think it was terrible but that was where we we're just kind of like yeah this is definitely yeah. not more filler than yeah. um, than anything yeah. yeah but I mean like still like 30 Rock's worst episodes are still better than a lot of other sitcoms around this time that are still far more and I say this time of 29 or 2009 yeah. 2010 not so much modern but yeah um, yeah I feel like the, the even the worst episodes of this show are better than 90% of television is like kind of that's kind of a dated way to say about things yeah. there's there's so much there's so many good things now that it's like no sorry the lesser episode of a good show is just a bad episode of television yeah. I don't I mean even if it is better than 80%, well, I'm not watching any of that 80%. Are you yeah. I mean? Like, I know, like, I mean, around maybe 10 years ago that there, there were two fewer streaming shows and maybe that was a more, like, yeah. that made more sense. But now I feel like, because I feel like I still, I still hear that, like, I know, actually the, one of the recent seasons of Black Mirror, which is like, you know, definitely, I mean, it's still watchable, but I definitely passed its creative peak. But like, that's yeah. why I would hear like, well, even this, you know, even these episodes of Black Mirror are still better than whatever. And it's like, mm, I don't. Mm, yeah, mm. I, I, that I, there that, are plenty of shows that are way better than that. Selling you know. point has definitely lost a lot of its power yeah. in, in the last few years. Of yeah, like especially Black Mirror. Because I mean, everything I've heard of Black Mirror, I've only seen maybe one or two seasons. I just, yeah, I have to be in the mood for a show like that and. Every person that's recommended it to me has been like, oh, yeah, no, this episode's good and this episode's bad. And it's like, is that like a 50% rate? Like, that's not, that's technically, that's a failing grade. Like, that's not. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, it's a hard recommendation. I don't think there are like, any bad episodes of that show. I just mm-hmm. think that it had a it had a very strong point of view and creative sense yeah. that was stronger in the earlier seasons than the most recent seasons. Yeah. And I, I think at the, when it first debuted the real like if we hadn't had twilight zone in a really long time yeah so people hadn't had a show like that well. very like dystopian and like very bleak messaging but very also still grounded in a reality that's mm-hmm. almost believable so it's like at the time it was it was very new and jarring and and welcome but it's sort of worn out it's welcome or other movies or shows have done the idea perhaps better so when it comes back to black mirror it you know do it again or do mm-hmm. it better they may not they, and again i haven't seen the full show but even when the most recent season there was like six episodes or something like that i think it was three actually three yeah. and like and most people were like oh you know the miley episode miley cyrus episode was okay and then it's like what about the other two yeah well i mean so one out of three is not a good ratio of episode again they can still like you say they can still be good episodes but yeah if they're not as good as other shows then they're just not good TV, yeah. I guess. Well, probably the other problem is they became part of the Netflix bloat where, like, some of the episodes more reserved, like, 80 minutes. It's just, mm-hmm. like... That's a lot for a I, I just can't... 
if, if I mean, if, if your TV episode, and, and obviously they're standalone episodes, it's, you know, they're not, they're not, it, it, it's, just, it's an, I guess it's a, it's an anthology, but it's like an anthology where every episode is its yeah. own contained story. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're having a season of like all 90 minute episodes of the whole season, but still, it's just like you're talking, I mean, if you're basically watching a movie length TV episode, that's just also going yeah. to Like, you don't necessarily need that much time. Like, I mean, that's just, well, that's getting more into the Netflix effect in general, yeah. but. I think, they, I think they're sort of the, the earlier episodes I think were also tighter. And I mean, yeah. the, some of the earlier episodes I think were longer too, but they, maybe they just felt tighter yeah. too. I don't know. Anyway. As always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you uh, next week in episode 81, season 5, episode 1, entitled The Fabian Strategy. David, who would take us out? See you next season. your loss. There's only one Wesley Snipes in this world. You know there isn't. Ugh.